Welcome to the official Guns Up Nation podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland. Let's meet today's hosts. Hey, Red Raider Nation, you're listening to the official Guns Up Nation podcast. I'm your host and co-owner of Guns Up Nation, John Darden, alongside the founder, the man, the glory behind Guns Up Nation for over 10 years, and our co-host, Michael Cole. Mike, say what's up, Mike. What's up? Excited to be here. There we go. Man, a few words. Guns Up Nation podcast is for all Red Raider alumni, students, athletes, former athletes, coaches, fans, and even the haters. We know you're out there. We see you on Twitter. Get off our Twitter feed. You're not our rival. And we're excited to say that today's podcast episode is brought to you ad-free, courtesy of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, Blue Realty, the only lifestyle real estate brand in the LBK. But let's get straight to today's guest. Probably the most unselfish guy from the 2021-2022 men's basketball team who single-handedly kept Tech in several games, won several games uh, for us, Big 12 games with clutch play at the end, sometimes the leading scorer, Sometimes starting, sometimes a six-man, always an incredible teammate, player, dog on the court, helped lead Tech to their third Sweet 16 in four years, an undefeated home court advantage going 18-0 and with an overall record of 27-10 and and finishing number 12 in the AP poll. Ladies and gentlemen, Guns Up Nation fans, Davion Warren. Davion, what's up, man? What's up, my guy? Welcome. How are you, dude? I'm good. Just chilling. How about you? Uh, dude, we're excited to be here with you. Yeah, man. Thank we're, you for having me. We're pumped to see what's next. We'll get into what's next and all of that later. Um, the last year, man, it's, it's been a crazy year for you, right? Re- reflect on the last year. Uh, just been great. The grind, you know, all summer, meeting new guys, becoming my brothers, my teammates, uh, you know, my coaches, becoming family. You know, it just was the whole grind, getting together, you know, competing every day during the summer, and then, you know, led us to success at the end. What stands out for you over the last 12 months in this this ride from from Buffalo, right? From yeah, Buffalo, was, New York, to Hampton, to, to Tech? I went to only Central first, then uh, Hampton, then Tech. What's the last year been like? Uh, been just crazy, you know. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of trying to figure out the best situation for myself, you know, which I did by coming to Tech. And, you know, it's, it's always been a grind, you know, since you started taking taking basketball serious. This year's Texas Tech team, obviously it was a record-breaking team for a, a lot of different reasons, uh, and, and we'll dive into some of those specifically here in just a minute, but being on this team with this crew and this group of guys – Describe what it was like being in this crew for you. Uh, it was great for me because it got to, uh, it just showed me that, you know, everywhere you go, you know, there's going to be good players and, uh, you know, you're going to get your good teammates and stuff. But it really just shows me that uh, all I had to do really is bring my effort. You know, my teammates is going to have my back as far as everything goes. So, you know, that, that's what it pretty much showed me. So you, you mentioned um, it, your your journey from the different schools and how you got here to Tech. Let's go back a full year. You, you're you at Hampton. You decide to jump into the transfer portal. 
schools start reaching out to you. What what was that like being kind of recruited again for the second time? Uh, it was probably like the best feeling ever. Um, I've been recruited lightly coming out of junior college, but in, coming out of high school, I wasn't recruited at all. So, you know, when I was transferring from Hampton, I got all of these big schools calling me. You know, I'm like, it's a dream come true. You know, it, it all happens at its own time. So it was a great thing. I love to experience it again. Who who reached out to you? Who was interested? Uh, I could just tell you um, my three top schools I was going to go to. Uh, obviously, Memphis. Uh, I was going to go to Arkansas and Texas Tech. Memphis, Arkansas, and Texas Tech. And we are sh- definitely going to post that clip on Twitter. It's a good for list. All of the Arkansas fans that <laughs> that we know just love Texas Tech. Um, what when when Tech reached out? What was your first impression? Uh, honestly, my first impression was like another Under Armour school, like. There's no offense to Under Armour, but I just like Nike and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just looked into it more, figured out more about Texas Tech. And uh, I really didn't know too much about Texas Tech because, like like I said, I wasn't one of those guys that was recruited by a bunch of schools or I didn't pay that much attention to, like, what's not going on around me pretty much. Do do you feel like the brand's – play a big part into recruiting? It's not like a final decision maker. Uh, but I think it, it does for sure. Yeah. For some people, some some people are picky. They won't yeah. They won't go to no Under Armour school or Nike school, but they'll actually change their yeah, recruiting. Thing, yeah, but you come to Texas Tech, you're gonna have a lot of Under Armour gear. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's it's for good. Sure. I like it. So yeah. <laughs> So that does play a, a role for some people. I think so. That's interesting to me. Maybe, yeah. maybe, but not not everybody though. Sure. Um who reached out to you from Tech? Who who was your point of contact? Uh, who, who? Coach Williams. It's crazy because Coach Williams was at uh, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and I had committed to Memphis while he was at Arkansas. Then he ended up getting a job here at Tech. Once I decommitted, he was like the first one to call me. So I, I do remember, um, and and Davion, I, I I know you were removed from the whole situation at Tech about a year ago, but. All us Tech fans, when Coach Adams gets the job, we're all wondering, like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And and when Coach Williams left Arkansas and came here, I remember specifically, and this was, this was the first time I had heard your name pop out, is, hey, Coach Williams could bring us this eighth leading scorer in the entire country named Davion. Yep. I remember that very specifically seeing on I Twitter, like, Oh, okay. I got. I got to figure this guy out. I think I finished. Uh, I think I finished like twelve, or like fifteen. Okay. Okay. I'll double check. Still well, really good. Somebody fact 12, check us. Maybe that's still that's still really high. I don't even really check it that much. Well, a big big time get for tech, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, am curious. So you're committed to Memphis. Yeah. You you are being courted by Arkansas and Tech. Which my gosh, Arkansas, what they've got coming in next year! Holy moly! Yeah. Why ultimately did you choose to come to Lubbock, Texas, and join Texas Tech? Uh, just the program, uh, the good opportunity. I felt like it was coming in, and really, uh, Coach Williams. He was like one of the only guys that I felt like I can trust. You know, really, while I was talking to other coaches and stuff, and I just felt that kind of interesting. That you know, as soon as I entered back in the portal. He called me again, so like, I just felt that, it, like you know, it's probably meant to be. 
It was those relationships yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. What, what advice would you give players who, who at what, 35 entered the portal today? 35 new men's basketball players entered the portal today. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing and a curse, the portal, right? Like, without the portal, we don't have you. Right, yeah. Um, what, looking back on your experience in the portal, guys who are, are thinking about leaving and or have committed to leave or are they're not sure yet what would you say to them based on your experience uh make sure you go into the right fit you know don't just leave and go somewhere because of the name of the school make sure you you leave and you also put in your back pocket that you got to sacrifice you know you're not going to just walk into anybody program you know and just you know, you can there, you can be the best player. You can, but you're going to have to buy into the system, and you're going to have to do it that way. Yeah. So if you can't buy into that, then you can't buy into being a team player, even being the best player or, like, the worst player or whatever. You know, don't, don't go nowhere because there's cultures at schools, and, you know, coaches hold those cultures pretty good. Yeah. So when you say go somewhere that is, is a, a good fit – what what fit were you looking for when you were making your decision? Uh, I wanted to win. You know, I wanted to have a chance to compete at a national championship. So you know, I established that for myself. So that was a that was a high thing for you. That was a high thing for me for sure. And uh, being able to you know play, you know, I played a lot for Tech. Like so, I can't complain at all. You know, I played. I have minutes. I have stats. So. Um. Let's let's shift then back to the, the the team that you were just on. When when did you first realize and look up and and see? Holy cow, this team has a legitimate chance. Uh, when I always knew that. To be honest, this is not that. This is nothing that happened in the game. It happened just during practice. Yeah. Like we just practice so hard, and then kind of like when we get to starting to to play people, you just realize like we practice this hard, so it's kind of normal. So I kind of realized that early. Tell us about practice. What were those like, and how was that different from other places you've been before? Uh, you just gotta bring your hard hat every day. One thing about Coach Adams, uh, he won't let you sit there and be nonchalant during practice. He's going to get on you. Everybody's going to get on you, your teammates. But they're going to do it, like, in a positive way. You know, they won't just be yelling at you. You know, Coach Adams may yell at you, but he'll love on you right after. Like, uh, he'll challenge you to make a play. You make a play, you know, he'll love you. So so he's he's not going to destroy you. No, he won't, he won't destroy you. I mean, when he's yelling at you, you may feel like he's kind of trying to destroy you, but he really is not. Like, he loves his players. You know, he's for his players. And... He just want to see you do good, and especially if you have that fighting. Who, I'm, I'm getting off script here, Mike, a little bit. Sorry. Who wouldn't fit at Tech? Uh, what kind of person? What kind of player would not fit at Tech? A person, I would say that's you know, selfish, just flat out selfish. You know. Not happy for his teammates. Not happy with seeing other people win. Wants Someone, it to be all about them. Yeah, someone that's not tough. 
willing to do the dirty work. That's yeah. not a Texas type guy. He can be, you can be skilled. You know, you can have all the like you can score, score the most points and do whatever. But if you don't have those things that I said, I don't think you will fit that set. And so the opposite of that, like the 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 player that you got to become to be at Tech, what what does that look like? Wait, say it again. So I guess the opposite of of the other question, who does fit? That's probably a way oh, easier way to say that. that fit, uh, you know, I got that. They got the grit in him. Uh, very tough, you know. Willing to do anything for his teammates, you know. Be, you know, when you come here. You come here to be brothers, and you come here to be teammates. So if you're not if you're not a part of that, I don't think you'll fit Texas Tech. From my experience that I had being mm-hmm. at Texas Tech, I don't think you'll fit that. Just that true family mentality. Yeah, like sacrificial you know, and to each other. From what I know, it's been like that in the past, and we kind of made it stronger. So it's yeah. like you have to build on that. But we have the guys that's here that's coming back that's going to continue to build on that. So that literally leads exactly into into the next question I have. When when you and I talked at at uh, at the USA a, a couple weeks ago, you talked a lot about the camaraderie of the team, about how y'all were tight. Um, you, there was no clicks that that y'all go out to eat, and it's not like oh I gotta sit by this person. Yeah, you just spread out different all the time. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, like I said, we do everything together. You know, like even right now, you know we're all about to start leaving and stuff and it's like now we're really hanging out with each other even more you know we see each other we stop make sure we have a conversation or something it's just crazy like we don't have any groups any cliques like we do everything together you know, we eat together chill together we do everything that seems pretty unique to me like that 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 which goes back to what you said you the brotherhood like if you're going to come play at tech you're going to be part of something bigger yeah. than just yourself, right? Yeah, most definitely got to. Did you, did you recognize that and know that stepping into the program, or was that something that, that kind of you realized as you were in it? No, I didn't know that coming into the program. I didn't know how real the culture was. That's just something that I felt, and I am the type of person to adjust to that. So, you know, once I've realized, like, you know, everybody is about each other, I adapt to that because that's just – genuine feeling you know I didn't nothing told me not to everything told me to you know just continue what was going on yeah that's good okay I'm gonna ask you a tough question here maybe tough I don't know man it'll be tough at all (laughs) so at at Hampton you average 21 points a game yeah right you're you're a top 15 scorer nationally I think tech this year you averaged 10 points a game and 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 that's got to be that's got to be a, a mental adjustment, right? You go yeah. from being the guy, the guy, to Big Twelve, best basketball conference in the country, and and you are still a phenomenal guy, surrounded by other guys on the court right. that are also phenomenal. Mentally, for you, what what was that like? And and did you have to make any kind of a, an adjustment to that? Uh, kind of, but not really. Like, you know, like I said, when you come into a program like this, you're willing to buy in. So I'm buying into if I'm going to play coach, I'm not going to be worried about scoring the ball. All I ask for is just the minutes so I can play and show that I want to win. You know, winning is going to take care of everything. 
And, you know, I got other guys on my team that's my brothers. And if they're my brothers, I want to see them do well. So, you know, I just play each game just like, you know, I'm just going to play hard. And if it's my night, it's my night. There's been nights where I probably could have had 20-plus points or 10-plus points or people ask me to shoot the ball more or do this stuff like that. I look at it like, you know, I, if I didn't, we won and stuff, I still play good. That's all I care about at this point, you know, because I, I bought in. I bought into the time in a, that I'm living in right now to not worry about the future or worry about my own accolades. I just bought into trying to win today. Were, were you looking for that when you first got started going through the transfer process? Were you looking to find a program that you could buy into or were you uh, looking to find a program you could shine first? Honestly, I, I honestly I did look for a program that uh, you know I could kind of repeat what I did. Yeah. But when I came here, I have like I have my teammates and they're all good. Yeah. We played. That's what really sold. Yeah. Everybody's good, so I'm not a selfish person. So you know, like I said, these are my brothers. I eat, they eat, they eat. I right. eat. Do you think you got better this year? Yeah, because think, of that. Yeah, I think I got a lot better. In in what ways? Uh. Cause I can I can play a role on the team, but I also can can get a bucket and do whatever I you know do what I do. So created you or yeah, made you and that's into a more well well rounded player. Yeah, and that's the thing I always thought about it. I'm like, you know, we winning and stuff, and I'm like, I'm not even like the main guy right now, and that's I've never really been like that on no teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were nights where you were the main guy, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. I I I. I may be getting my Big 12 games mixed up here, but there there was a K-State here, I think. K-State here, TCU here, I can't remember. Early on in the season uh, of, of the Big 12 season where it was a close game, yeah. and I felt like we couldn't buy a bucket for a while. We went cold, and and you pulled up from, um, uh, from the corner, free throw line, mm-hmm. and drilled... <laughs> a bucket that that was astronomically huge right. in the moment. Yeah. So you can step up and do that. You can bring the ball down court if you need to do that. I remember early on in the year, Katie and I, my wife, she's, I mean, we would scream at the TV. That's <laughs> yeah. how intense she is. Um, and it's like, oh my gosh, that number two, he's fast. <laughs> Holy cow, he can get down the court fast. So it was a different role for you being going from being the freaking dude right, yeah. to, okay, I'm one of a few dudes who can freaking take it over. Yeah, and that's moment. how I always look at it. You know, I look at it like I can take over this game too. So that's what's going to make this team more lethal. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're playing this thing, this whole year of Texas Tech was a team thing. Like, yeah. If you weren't bought in, you would have stood out. Like you would have looked at different, you know, than everybody else. But that's pretty much how it was. Well, I think that showed on the court. Yeah, yeah like if you weren't bought in, I think that you could have. It would have showed on the court, and everybody on the team was bought in. Yeah. Even the guys that didn't play much, they still came to practice and worked hard every day. And we still hung out with those guys. We still hang out. Like we still do everything together. Yeah. So on that note, then the the USA, the United Supermarkets Arena, which I still say Spirit Arena. I can't Me get too. past that. <laughs> um, what was it like playing there? Awesome. That's the biggest arena I've played in as far as, like, being in college. Uh, it's nice. Like, fans are crazy. Uh, 
that's probably the best, to be honest, about playing there, the fans. Like, when you win there, I like to always look at the arena with, with it being empty before we play and just, like, realize, like, dang, everybody sits, like, all over the arena. So. It's going to be loud here in yeah, a little while. Yeah, it's going to be loud here in a little while. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and, and people, I felt like people were just as excited to be up at the top yeah. as oh, yeah. they are down on the just floor. Just as wild. It's, man, the USA is, I'm going to say, best best arena in college basketball. What were there any times where you just kind of in awe of of the crowd during the game, a timeout or or or? Yeah, a, I mean every time, every game, because there was like at the start of the year, you know, you are gonna build on fans and stuff. At the start of the year, it, there still was a lot of fans. But as we like progressed and went on, it started to be packed. Like everything is filled, and you get the moments when you might not be in the game. Just looking around, seeing <laughs> yeah. everybody. Even against some of those smaller schools. And it's I like to use it. Gotta be kinda surreal, I would think, from a player's perspective. I can't wait to come back and see it now I'm not playing. Right on uh, in, in 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 the in the in stands, stands being one yeah. of the guys. Oh yeah. Just can't wait to fan. see that view, yeah. <laughs> Did uh, in the student section. When 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 Norris or Tariq or any of those guys were in the in the stands, um or, or pregame or whatever, did they come ever come talk to you guys? Yeah, and just seeing those guys in the stands, uh, Norris and uh, Tariq, you know that we look at them, we look at like, yeah, we gotta, you know, we gotta hold the throne down here. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, those guys had tremendous uh, time here. So, did you ever notice it while you were playing, like on the court, like in in in? And I know you guys have this freak switch, right? Like you supreme level athletic guys. You can flip switch on and off in, in your tunnel vision, right? But yeah. any moments like big bucket or something and, and the place just erupts and you're on the court and you get caught up in that? Or is it game? I mean, you get you get caught up in it by just your feelings. Mm-hmm. You, know, you hit a bucket, you're, you're happy that you hit a bucket. You know, the fans just cheering you on. Gives you energy. <laughs> yeah. Adrenaline. What's yeah. something you probably, you probably worked on this move 100 times. Man. Right. And you do it. <laughs> Finally did it. Yeah. In front of 14,000 people. You got yeah. it. Um, you said, when we talked a couple weeks ago, you said you that Lubbock never went home sad. Yeah, never. We never sent Lubbock home sad. Never. 18-0. and 0. Unreal. It is. Um, we were just, talking about, we were just talking about this before I came here. That, like, I said, as a team, overall, like, our attributes went up when we played home. Yeah, <laughs> everything. So why is that? What 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 are the factors that made uh, playing at the USA impossible for other teams? I'm gonna say just how hard we play and our fans. Our fans brought the energy. Like, just a full circle kind yeah, of thing. Like fans are. Listen, Red Raiders. If y'all pack the arena next year, every game they may be 18 and 0 again. Yep. Yeah. Show energy. Maybe eighteen all again. Um, what was it like playing in front of Pat Mahomes? Was that is that different? Uh, yeah, that's that's different. Uh, I wish I could have told him, you know, let my guys get a win one time. <laughs> Who's it? your guys? Buffalo Bills. Oh uh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Josh Allen's a good quarterback, but he's a great quarterback. Pat's not. It was awesome though seeing Pat Mahomes. You know, great quarterback. Does that kind of thing give you more like? motivation to yeah, like want to like be, show out a little more and like, you know you're not looking in a crowd or anything sure you're, just yeah, you're looking, focused like, oh, but Pat Mahomes right there in the back of your head you're <laughs> yeah, thinking that's Pat Mahomes kind of want to get an extra dunk in tonight <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, <laughs> dunk or something yeah. yeah 
is that not is that not crazy? Like, I mean, you think of like I think of the of the supreme popular athlete. You think yeah. of LeBron. Uh, you think of Pat. Like, oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing in front of him. Yeah. Um, is that does that play any any into at all helping you make your decision to come here? Was that even a thought in your mind? Nah, nah, not. What you mean, Pat Mahomes? Yeah, I'm, Was yeah. He just, my, just, no. I mean, just, I, just honestly, the, uh, like I didn't know too much about uh, Texas Tech. Only thing I really knew was, especially football, was Michael Crabtree. Oh so yeah. So Patrick Mahomes wasn't even on your radar at all, like as far as uh, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, so you hate him. <laughs> I know. I yeah. don't hate him. You're like I don't, I don't, I don't care. Know, I hate him. <laughs> oh, Where did Josh Allen go? Right. That's what yeah. you're thinking. No. No, I don't <laughs> want to go there. <laughs> what What other places did you enjoy playing in this year? What other arenas outside of the USA? Uh, Kansas. Kansas was great. I think Baylor was pretty tough too. Really. Yeah, I think man. I've been to several games in Waco, and I wouldn't think of it that way. But it's I, I not it's fan perspective. Yeah. Like it's an old arena, and no, it's it is old, it smaller, is old. and I just like Baylor colors and stuff too. Like, yeah, that was my high school colors. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, man, that Kansas game is it? Does it give you a sense of pride to know, like you went one and two against Kansas, but yeah. but that second game, double overtime? I mean, it took Abaji shooting out of his freaking yeah. mind. He's a great player. Yes. Great player, but still like, holy cow, that's unusual what he did. Knowing you all were, I'm being biased here, I think better. Honestly, I think it te- that y'all were the On better that team. Day. Yeah. I think overall. But I'm being biased here, obviously oh, I'm yeah. very biased. But the national championship team, you all were as good, if not better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a, you said, we said was as a national championship team. Yeah, it's Kansas. Kansas winning it all, yeah. right? Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you all are y'all are right there. Beat them yeah. once and took them down to the wire. I mean, Kansas, a, uh, they're a really good team. You know, I'm not taking nothing away from them. Uh, you know, I think we were better than every team. To be honest, yeah, I think yeah. only team, That's, only yeah. time we lost was when we beat ourselves. That's the mentality. Uh, we, we, com- we competed in every game. Uh, you know, you got to win or you got to lose. You know? Yep. Davey on the defense. Obviously, that's what that's what Tech hangs its hat on. That's what Mark Adams hangs his hat on. Uh, what is the thing behind the defense that makes it so good? Uh, that's pretty much how we won our games. Uh, it's just a, the fi- the fact that uh, playing defense, you get to lock another opponent up. Like you get to stop this guy from doing whatever he's been working on his whole life. You know, all summer. You just get to, to lock him up, and then as a team, you get to get stops. You get to make the team get frustrated. Now, now the other team is over there. They may be arguing with each other. Their confidence might have went down. Frustrated. Oh, you, yeah, you take people hearts with playing defense. Yeah. Obviously, it's hard to play against your defense. What is it like to be a player in the defense? I have got to like think that that has to be a challenge to be a player in this defense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it just – it's pretty much just listen to Coach Adams. <laughs> what about building endurance? Is that like a huge part of it? Is I mean, I know defense is extremely hard physically. So yeah, it is. But you know, we play a team effort defense. Yeah. You know, with our defense to listen to the schemes, and the only thing you gotta do is put your maximum effort to the schemes. Yeah. I I was always in awe 
of, of you all and how you rotated and how you switched. And I would sit back and think the, the intelligence that this requires, the communication that this requires, a lot of communication. I mean, and, 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 and one breakdown kills the whole thing, right? Right. Yeah, sure. And you almost never broke down. But I mean, even when we did broke down, we scrambled and got right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, We broke down multiple times. (laughs) We ain't going to be perfect. Yeah. We break down, we scramble. Coach Adams, though, like, we work on that. Five on four. Mm-hmm. Got to scramble. Got to get stops. Five on four. Uh, practice. Five offense, four defense. Uh, or yeah, five yeah, defense. Yeah, no, no, no. We have four defense, five offense. So you're you're behind already. You're behind yeah. already. You got to scramble. And, you know, you got to go hard. Mm. This is these little nuggets inside the world that we don't know about as fans, right? right? I like that. Uh, we want to switch gears a, a, a little bit here. You're a dad. Right, yeah. Mike's a dad. I'm a dad. Tell us about your son. Uh, my boy King. That's his name. His name's King? Yeah. That's that's my uh, nephew's name. Uh, his name tough. is actually Kingston, but that's awesome. we call him King. Yeah. King Cole. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> pretty much like the best thing that could have happened to me. He makes me look deep into life now. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of like to now I pretty much probably be like overthinking what I want to do for him. Changes your perspective yeah, on life in you general. Know, but my whole goal is to uh, make it to the highest level I can, have a, a great career as far as basketball and stuff. And I want to, uh, hopefully if my son would like to play basketball, I want to you know, get him involved and start his journey because I feel like I know what it takes for him to reach a kid's dream. Yeah. And your your why is different now, right? Yeah, very wise now. Like, the reason behind what you're doing is Completely deeper different. than yeah. just the selfishness of being a good ball player, right? Yeah, and that's the whole that's the whole thing. I feel like about with me and my son. I feel like he he changed me as a whole person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that maturity and responsibility shows up on the court too, right? Yeah, because you know. Like I said, have to be. If I wanted to be selfish here, I wouldn't have been able to had opportunity to feed my son because I wouldn't have been able to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not a kid. You're a dad. Yep. You're a you're a man out there. Mike's got some different questions for you. All right, we're gonna switch gears here and talk a little more about your teammates. Um, so. Couple of rapid fire questions here, just yeah. to be honest, you know. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who was the funniest person on this year's team? Funniest? Uh, yeah, my uh, Sadar Calhoun. Do y'all remember Sadar? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I know he's not on this. Well, I didn't know. I know he didn't finish, but he. We still count him as a part of the team. You know? Yeah, he's got the comedic value. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. very funny. Okay. Cool. Interesting. All right. Worst dancer. Uh, I know dance. y'all dance after those victories and probably me. <laughs> I probably think really? I'm, yeah, I probably think I'm doing something, but I don't got it. Are you just being <laughs> humble or no? You nah, really don't. I'm being for you, real. You're <laughs> not a dancer. Nah, sorry, right, I'm out either. <laughs> Imagine that. I, I, I mean, this table sucks at dancing. Though <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll be dancing in this interview. So, all right, uh, most annoying and why? Most annoying. Yeah. You know, to be not in a mean way, uh, just like you know, playfulness. Like, they're not annoying. He's not annoying, but he's always like you know, pestering. Yeah, I said my guy Marcus. He's not annoying. Yeah. though. that's my yeah. boy. <laughs> Good to see that. My boy Marcus always like 
where, where y'all at? You know, where y'all going? <laughs> just pokes at you a yeah, little bit. That's my guy, though. Nice. He, he'll be on this next week. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely a fan favorite. I, yeah, I told him. I think I told him already because you asked me that. Yeah. I said probably Marcus. Yeah. My boy TMZ. We'll, we'll give him a chance to fire back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll definitely he he might see to say. And see the craziest thing. To be honest, he's going to say me. Because I annoy Marcus. <laughs> oh, this is good. So I this like is this. personal. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's my boy. I love it. All right. All right. Uh, hardest practice and what made it so hard? The hardest practice? Yeah. Oh, man. We First had, one? No. No. Uh, I don't know if it was after a scrimmage or a game. We had a practice called like culture, mm-hmm. and like you know, we there's certain things Coach Adams wants us to do when we like score, you know, or if like your brother fall, you you have to go pick him up, and you know he just put you know all the times we didn't do it. This is at the beginning, yeah. All the times we didn't do it, you know, we ran for that, or we would do it like uh, say if like if I pass to you, you made the three, like they call it UNC point. We have the UNC point, so we would he would make us do the drill, and when you when your teammate passes to you and you make it. Yeah, UNC point, like, or or we will run for like. Ah, so it wasn't necessarily after like a really bad loss or nah, it y'all felt like y'all nah, didn't. Nah, we never all. really it wasn't like every punishment practice, kind of. No, every practice. practice is hard, like from day one. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like I can't really say. I mean, we probably had. There's n- never no light practices. Really yeah, because, you know, we getting so, after unless in, during season, you know, you kind of got to chill, but right. They're all hard, in other words, yeah. and that's by design. They're all pretty that's tough. What that's just creates that street yeah, dog how, mentality. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You called it a is it culture practice? Yeah, that's what we called it. It was uh, a culture practice. Okay, was, like that, that was probably like okay. the toughest. The, like, it wasn't even like tough, but it was like, oh, it's real. Like, it was on another level. So, so, yeah. so, Coach Adams really is kind of a mad scientist. He's good. He's a good. He know what he's doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, a time Coach Adams surprised you in some way. Uh, really, like, Coach Adam surprises me with just his his pregame speeches. You know, they're really yeah. good. You know, they motivate you. I don't really want to say one right now, but yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they they motivate you a lot. So you know, you you get the concept of how he's making a life situation. So this game is this is our life right now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a big fighter, so he'll kind of tell us like a fighting story. Like when you get out on this court, you got to go fight. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I saw that uh, it was it was it was viral on Twitter that that short like three second clip yeah. of halftime. I think in the round of thirty two mm-hmm. was it? Yeah, he didn't want to say goodbye to. Yeah, him. oh yep. my gosh, yeah. I teared up so I many too. times. I was watching that. <laughs> no, I, that. Me too. I'm like, man, and I don't ever tear up over stuff like that. Like, he made me think. Yeah, man, like you, you serious? That was like, real. We lose this, we lose this game. Uh, it's over. Yeah, the reality starts to set in. Yeah, mm. we're all gonna say goodbye to each other. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's how you know it's real. Like the whole year been like, you know, yeah. genuine. This has been a great, this has been a great part of my life, you know, and I'm happy that uh, I was a part of this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, your favorite moment from this past year of all the moments? Number uh, one. Where we beat Baylor and I hit the free throws and I didn't mm-hmm. have the best game. Yep. But, but you know, I had some very clutch free throws for yep. us to win the game. Yeah. Yep. And I just feel like that shows a lot about me. Yep. I agree. Came through in the clutch. Uh, just not even that. Just, you know, I kept my composure. Yep. And mm-hmm. when I, even when I did play, I didn't try to force nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I just let the moment come, and it came for me to make those free throws. Yep. And you executed. 
I missed the free throws. We don't know what happens. Yep. Well, we lose. Yeah. We lose for I sure. Know, I know yeah. people would have hated me. A different seed and <laughs> had a different route. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. La- well, I got two more. A hard moment for you personally. Uh, as far as the season? Yeah. Just any time during the season. that Hard moment. There really weren't no hard moments. You know, yeah. every night or every game, you look at how you can get better and stuff. No, I always used to, you know, get on myself about missing, like, easy shots yeah. that I know I can make or, like, just wide-open shots that I know I can make. That's a time I really only feel like hard moments. There were no moments because we won. Yeah, that's a good outlook, man. That's yeah. Silver linings of yeah. hard moments, so yeah, positive approach. All right, I got one more. Um, I noticed you – Switch your headband up a lot throughout the year. Kind of yeah. had different looks. Was that a was that a like a good luck thing, bad luck thing, or nah, was it, it just, just you? Is that just your style? It's just me personally, like, just yeah. me being myself. Yeah, that's Much, cool. Yeah, yeah, just being myself. Yeah, I never like looked at it like, oh, we played Kansas. Well, I'm going to do this in my hair. Like, I don't think I got to go that. back to this because yeah, I won I this do. game. Yeah, I just mostly try to braid my hair to the back. Yeah, so it's not in my face. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. So it's sensible. Yeah, yeah. It was just one of those things I noticed yeah. personally, and I was like, well, I always try to uh, like put it behind my face. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. not all in my eyes. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, really quick finish up questions here. Uh, obviously, we we we're not sure what next year's roster is going to look like. Yeah. What are your expectations for next year's team? Uh. So, man, I don't know what the record is going to be like, you know. I just want y'all to play hard, you know. Just know we play hard, and the, the previous team before us at Tech played hard. And just respect the culture here, yeah. you know, because that's what's going to give you success here in Lubbock. You know, don't go off, try to do your own thing. You're not going to look good in this program. Mm. Yep. So, I just expect them to compete every day. And, you know, I really, since we set the record here, not to go undefeated, but if you lose, you know, you better go out as a dog, especially here at home. Yeah. That's a good word. That's a good word. Uh, memories from Lubbock. What's going to stand out to you? Uh, just the love. You know, I feel like the love here was great, and I feel like it would travel with me to where I go next. Mm-hmm. So what is next? Where is next? Uh, it's all up to God. Mm. No. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. You plan on coming back much? Yeah, I plan on uh, coming back. Uh, I, I think that, and I told we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I feel like this year's team, there's just something different about you guys, um, and and there are certain teams that stand out to people for certain reasons, but there's something about this team that I think will forever, you all will always, not every team is welcome back. But you guys will be remembered. It's not, oh, who, Davion Warren, who is that? Because well, Texas Tech went to, I really think it's like that with this team because uh, Tech went through something and they didn't know what they were going to be like mm-hmm. anymore. So when they got us, they like, uh, who, are, who is these guys? And, you know. How are they going to click? Yeah, how are they going to click? You know, how is Coach Adams going to be? Mm-hmm. We're that team to come and do, we beat all the expectations. Like, you obliterated them. <laughs> and, yeah. and without. You guys, without you, that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah so, you know. potentially one of the most important yeah. transitionary teams in program history. We, honestly, we lost our coach, our coach Beer, who did a tremendous job here. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Coach Adams. We, coach Adams was a part of that, but you know, he wasn't the head guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, now, what does he have up his sleeves? You know, yeah, for you know, sure. Who yeah. is he bringing in? You know, other coaches from Tech left. 
So yeah, we were that. You know, we, we 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 caught you know we caught basically tech art. <laughs> Absolutely, hundred yep. yep. percent. Um, where where can people follow you on social? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, just underscore D A V W A R R the number three, N. Man, thank you so much yeah. for being on with us. We know you got to go, so we want to respect your time. Uh, we appreciate the conversation, uh, you being candid and, and honest and straightforward. Um, but when we had a conversation at USA, it was like, oh my gosh, he's going to be killer on the podcast because he's just going to tell it like it is. Yeah. So we appreciate you, man. We appreciate everything you did for Texas Tech this year. You obviously laid your heart out every single day in the gym. Yes, and then when, when you had your number called on the court, you delivered. Give and, it your all. And we appreciate you. Lubbock loves you. You know you got a home here forever. Uh, and, and we all look forward to seeing your journey and what's next for you, wherever God takes you. As you said, we're, you got 280,000 people that 100% have got your back and love you. So thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate yep. y'all. Appreciate you, Damian. This is the Guns Up Nation podcast. See you on the next one, Red Raider Nation.